This is episode 37 of Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout podcast. He's Randy Sherman, and I'm Tony Miller. On today's show, our discussion will focus around our best advice for first-year head coaches. For those of you who aren't first-year head coaches, I still do think you can benefit from this because a lot of the things that we'll talk about, uh, maybe somebody who's taking over a program for the first time or you're wanting to change some things within your program. So probably a lot of things that are applicable for a lot of different levels of coaches, not necessarily just first-year coaches. Before we get into that, a big thanks to our sponsors at 323 Sports. Basketball season, it's here. Today is our first game. Randy and I were talking a little about my game tonight. If there's anything that you have left that you need to get last minute, could be basketball, score books, replacement shoes. If you get to the Christmas break and you're needing to replace shoes, 323 Sports can get those things to you at a great price and on time quickly to find out more about what they can do for your basketball program, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your program. We're going to kind of go back and forth with some of the things we talked about. I was thinking as Randy and I were putting these things together, you can already tell that the two of us have spent considerable time together because it's probably me more so thinking about things like like he has. He's put a lot of thought into this. And again, this conversation kind of stemming from conversations that he's had with coaches and then also things that I've been thinking about here at the start of a new season. Yeah. But we're going to talk really kind of address like three bigger areas that may spawn off into some other small things here. Um, some philosophical things as well as also some practical things. And let's go ahead and start philosophical probably randy to start out with the first big topic that you have for coaches is what i would say for first you know let me sort of like maybe put our audience in in a different categories maybe you're you're just your first time ever to be a head coach you're about to start your first games tonight maybe yours is a week or two away or maybe it's whatever but this is your first season as a head coach ever you're moving from assistant to head coach maybe you're in your first year at a new place you moved You know, you left a place and you got a new head coaching job somewhere else. Or maybe you're just like in you're you're in need of a program reset. Like we're just going to kind of go back to square one. And I think any of these points today would would be for that any of those audiences. So um, I would say beginning with the end in mind would be my first piece of advice for um, the new head coach, whether that's first year or whatever. But um, beginning with the end in mind would would simply mean like before we start practice before we convene with our players i have a picture in my head of what we're going to look like when we when you know a style of play from a style of play standpoint what it is that we're aiming for um i think i i talked to a lot of coaches who just kind of just like are I don't know. They just don't seem to have that plan charted out, reverse engineered it into practice plans, into breakdown drills, and into uh, they. They're just sort of like, ah, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. And I just I just don't I I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> I think beginning with the end in mind. This is where we're wanting to get to. Here's our plan to to implement it, and it kind of starts with like, how do we want to play? What 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 is it we're teaching? And and second step, I would say, is like identifying what are the skills needed to play this particular way optimally. And I would say the third thing with is what once we've identified those skills, the third thing would be what's our tools to teach them, like what drills we're going to use and things like that. 
And the fourth and probably most important thing would be, can we commit and stick with it mm-hmm. when sort of like an adversity sets in? Like, ah, oh, we're teaching these things and like um, it's going well. It's looking good in practice. It's looking good when we go against the second team. Oh, our first scrimmage against the schools. Okay. You know, like it looked pretty good. And then, you know, we get third, fourth game and we get our butts kicked or we go on a losing two game losing streak or it looks a little shaky. Like, like, am are we going to stick with that plan and i would say that when that dip hits when that when that like part of the season or part of your tenure at your new place where where uh you know we've got some adversity here this is not looking great maybe some doubt sitting in maybe with me maybe with the players the fans or whomever right like can we commit and stick with it is the fourth step i think if you coaches who are starting a new coaching journey if you want to lump yourself when the of into the heaping mound of average coaches in the middle of the bell curve quit when it gets hard mm-hmm. that's how that's how you do that if you want to make it to the other side of that bell curve of coaches stick with it until you get through that dip till you get through that adversity the, the learning curve starts to slope back up and like, okay, yeah, now I get why that was, that was wrong. And I see it on film or I got, I, and, and we start to get better and we move towards mastery. Um, that that's really the, the thing. My biggest piece of advice is begin with the end in mind and, and stick with the inevitable dip that's coming. That's mm-hmm. another piece of advice. It is coming. Mm-hmm. It is coming. If, if you've selected something worthwhile to sort of build your program around, there is going to be ugliness mm-hmm. and can you stick with it? Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to be like all the other coaches, pull that ripcord when it gets hard, mm-hmm. hit that eject button when it gets hard, or just don't try anything hard. Mm-hmm. Aim for average, right? Like, but if you want something great, it's going to be, there's going to be a dip and, and making it through that and coming out on the other side. Um, to get to that vision you began with is, is, is my advice. Mm-hmm. A ca- caveat for me is that I'm not a head coach. However, yeah. I've been blessed to work for a head coach that has really brought me alongside of himself and let mm-hmm. me in on the yeah. thought process through this whole thing and couldn't ask for a better head coach to work for, which has allowed me to kind of think through this stuff like a head coach. Yeah. And one of the things that he has really helped me do is, with this idea of thinking with the end in mind is to really where you start is where a business starts, where any successful organization starts, what you finished with there is like, what is your mission? And I think for us that starts with like, what is our core, what are our core values? Mm -hmm. And I would say that every coach, if you ask them, you said, you know, what are your core values are probably are your core values important? They would say yes but I'm not really sure how many organizations and programs actually operate on a daily basis based off of those core values. Because when you, we look at this from like a business perspective, you have core values or mission statement that determines what your objectives are. And those objectives are simply nothing more than this is how we're going to go about reaching our goals. What you said there, like that's the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And too many coaches when they start, are so focused about these are the plays that are going to win us games. You know, these are the the players that we think are going to. So I'm just going to recruit these types of players and they're going to win us the games and mm-hmm. plays and players may win you a few games, 
But over the course of a very long season, if you don't have established or years with your program, if you don't have established core values and have established the culture of your program and spent the time, months, years, for some decades, developing and establishing that culture and those core values, what you end up with is you probably end up with a new job. Yeah, I would say the I would say the first two pieces of advice, the the piece I gave and the piece you gave of like prioritize establishing your culture. You know, we that 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 those two that's that's a good starting point and advice for the the first year coach. We want players to sort of walk into an environment that that projects stability and projects like um safety right like i know what's expected of me i know what's um expected of me on the court and off the court like players actually want that they don't want to be kind of like twisting in the wind in in either domain on the court or off the court they actually Mm -hmm. want that Mm -hmm. all right next one here we talked about i think is basically an offshoot of what i had just talked about is the fact that i have a head coach who has done a lot of delegation to me and i think it's mm-hmm. helped the program become stronger yeah i'd say almost to a person most a lot of the younger coaches i've talked to and even some that have been coaching quite a while uh would struggle with this idea of delegation um so that would be my next point if we're if we're if we're following an outline of, of a point of advice to the first year coaches is practice delegation you're going to feel like you have to do everything. Like, like if I don't do it, a mistake will be made. If I don't run this drill, a mistake will be made. If I don't, if I don't fill out this form that's you know required for our conference or district or state or you know paperwork, if I don't fill out the bus requests, like it's going to be done wrong. You know, you're going to feel like you do. You have to do everything. And uh, my advice would be. Uh, that's when mistakes sit in because you've got too much on your plate. You're probably going to let something slip through the cracks. You're going, you know, you're spreading yourself too thin. My advice to the new head coach would be find something. You may still take on a lot of responsibility, but find something to use your staff to help you with and more and more that they can take off your plate that let the, they actually help you focus better on, on more important matters. Something that coaches, you know, really struggle with that, that um, I would say if I could go back and, and talk to the young head coach that I was in my early to mid twenties, I would say, you know, use, use your people, use your human resources a little bit better. I think sometimes coaches think that this is like surrendering, surrendering complete control or, I don't have anything to do with whatever I just delegated to them. And that's not good delegation either. Yeah, I have found personally that the things that I've benefited from as an assistant coach most is when my head coach delegates things to me and then comes alongside of me and helps me develop those things. Yeah, And he still is not micromanaging. There's a difference between coming alongside and micromanaging. And he, he has come alongside of me and, you know, ask mm-hmm. me questions when I say, we're going to do it this way. He'll sometimes ask me like, is that the best way to do it? Do you think that's, and he'll sometimes, he'll just ask that just to get me thinking about things. Yeah. It's like a rhetorical and, question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that, that has helped over the long run, help build me and, and help me become a better coach. And it has, like I said, I, I feel like it's really strengthened our program because now it's not just one guy 
who is the voice and the only person, but it's yeah. multiple guys and it's a, a, a stronger resounding um, message that's being sent to the players. Yeah. And I think it's had a positive effect across the board. Yeah. The president has a vice president. They have a chief of staff. Like they, they can't do it all. Right. Like they have, you know what I mean? Like that's just part of leadership. Mm -hmm. um, I would say too, that like, you may not know this right now, but part of your job is coaching coaches. You may not think it should be what, you know, to heck with what you think things should be. The way th the way the job is is part of your job is going to be coaching coaches. Um, you know, um, we got guys out here writing blogs about co wanting to coach coaches, but they in in their own gym they're afraid to let the guy run the other drill on the other end of the court. You know, like like you you've got an audience of coaches already to coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. And but you won't. Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> right. All right. This next one here, don't mean to offend anybody, but I have found this to be the case for myself over the course of several years. And that is that your favorite drill may be a complete waste of time. This is, I think, in in part, I think we blame this on social media, but this existed long before social media. It's Absolutely. whatever my coach did or, you know, I saw this at a clinic one time and I thought this drill was cool. Um, and that's the drill that I bring back to my team. And we do it, but it has no relationship to what we run within our offensive. And I think this goes back to tied into like, have you figured yeah. out who you are, what your culture is, what your core values are? Has that been manifested then in your offensive and defensive systems? And then why are you practicing the drills that you are practicing and spending your time on? Yeah, like, like, um, you know, once we've identified what our identity as a program is going to be, we've we've got an end in mind, then that informs what our practice activities. It should, right? Like, like if 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 and you know, I would say even if the drill like a drill can be good, like it can be like, man, I like that, it's upbeat, it's energetic, there's lots of players involved, but it just doesn't teach the things that go on in this gym. So like it's not by not selecting it doesn't is not a an admonishment of that drill, right? It's like, I like it, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not a tool that's needed to teach my players, our players, how, you know, how to play our way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had somebody, I posted a drill the other day on Twitter and had somebody respond with like, what's the point of this? And I think that's a good question to ask yourself. Like what, what yeah. is the point of this in relationship to what I'm doing? And I had to think about it, but then I thought, it was a kind of drill that it was basically a very chaotic drill where a lot of balls were going and it was a shooting drill. And mm -hmm. could there have been other drills that we use that are helps players get up more shots and et cetera? Yeah, there are. And we use those other drills, but we use that one drill because it's fun and um, it, they have to communicate and the guys like it because it's a real quick drill and mm -hmm. it takes all of a minute. Yeah. And so that it does serve a purpose. If your drill doesn't serve a purpose for what you are trying to do within your systems, I do think that you probably, a lot of coaches have to be real honest with themselves and be like, I probably need to either find a different drill or modify this so that it actually is helping us accomplish uh, what we're actually trying to accomplish here. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's that. I think just taking that moment to go, okay, before we put pen to paper and this makes it on the, on the, onto the practice plan, does it, one, transfer to the game, two, pertain to our, play our style of play 
All right, next one here, the topic of neutral thinking. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, it's something that, that's um, kind of maybe a little related to like the biases you and I did a long, a long series on. Like, like uh, and you know what? I heard the Dallas Cowboys coach, like in a post game, they won a game and the, the players were all excited and, and uh, you know, he held up the game ball and talked about what coach he, or what player he was going to give the game ball to. And there's like a little sentence at the very end. He said, all right, good, good job. The game ball goes to this guy. And, and you know, like, great win. Let's celebrate it and then get back to neutral thinking. To where like um, neutral thinking, I would explain it as like sort of like that, that, that place in your in your brain that like, hey, I'm not going to assign too much value to a win too much value to a loss. I'm not going to play the victim when we lose the player to injury, or I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry about a, a bad call that, that, that set us back. It's just like, things just are, they're neither good nor bad. They just are, are they just are. And my job as the coach is to sort of deal with the facts on the ground without the histrionics of, of these emotional things. And my, my thinking has to stay neutral that, that um, we lost, we, and we lost the game, and we lost our pl best player in the game, and the referee screwed us with a bad call. And I would say to that coach, and, hmm. and you, you, you play tomorrow, or you play Friday. Like, okay, what, what, what are you going to, what's next? You know, I, I talk to a lot of coaches who just feel, they just, they just like can't really stay into neutral thinking. And, and I would say we all struggle with that. Absolutely. And in, in other areas of life, other than our professional life too, uh, to, to kind of stay in the neutral thinking of, okay, these are the things that are, that I can't control. What should be my next right step and just stay in that lane and, and teach your players to stay that way. Right. Like, like that can be an organizational organizational wide culture piece. Like you talked about, like, as a program, we practice neutral thinking. We don't play the victim. We don't get too high. We don't get too low. We just d deal with, with the next thing, the next step. I got convicted on this when I thought about, and I know a lot of coaches will use this with their players, that next play mentality and how I get after my players for thinking mm -hmm. about something, a call that didn't go their way or whatever. And then I turn around and do the exact same thing. And similarly to how it affects their ability to play it affects my ability to be in the moment to make the, the right decision maker. or to give yeah. the right help in that case and i need to have that next play mentality as much as they do and that's the neutral i think that's the neutral thinking that you're trying to describe here yeah I, and i may not be doing the best job describing it but but uh i would say just sort of like the 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 facts are this what what does that then use those that's it you know mm -hmm. nothing happened to you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're not yeah. a victim yeah and two the season is so long that that things yeah they work themselves out and and things play out the way that they should over the course of a year typically yeah dude you're gonna have a heart attack like yeah. just triggered you know like just yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, that that we we've got that one, I think. <laughs> All right, last one here. This is one of my. I grew up a John Wooden fan. I'm sure we've heard this before. He used the quote often from Cervantes: "The journey is better than the end." And I thought about it and kind of weird thinking about 
uh, the end of things is where we started with, but I'm yeah. thinking here at the start of the season mm-hmm. and I've even made comments to my players, things like already in three weeks, something to the effect of, or I've started to and stopped myself because I've had our conversations the last few weeks have helped me with this. Like how many times have I told you and you're still doing mm-hmm. and how I want that first game, not necessarily to be perfect, but I feel like they should be one place and they're not necessarily at that place yet. And this idea of just keeping things in perspective and thinking again, how long the season is and where we want to go with that end in mind. And I should know better as a teacher that the learning process takes time. And sometimes for some guys, it takes more time than others. If I'm honest with myself too, my teaching may not be appropriate to that player yet. I haven't figured out how to best reach that player. There could be yeah. a lot of factors that go into it. But just I think just keeping the perspective and understanding that I think that's that really is the joy of coaching is that journey of us teaching and going through hard times and good times. And sometimes we get that out of perspective because we don't have neutral thinking. We think that every high is the moment and every low is going to crush our season. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. Yeah, I'd say, too, that that don't forget to enjoy this. Like, basketball is fun. Coaching is supposed to be fun. Like, mm-hmm. and playing is supposed to be fun. I, I would say just a, an anecdote of, of, of from my coaching career. I, I was in my mid to late 20s and was coaching at a 2A school. And that's a small, smaller school here in Texas. That's that's toward the, the smallest class, 1A being the smallest, 5A or 6A now 6a being the biggest um and so it was like one of those programs where the the community and the school were just basically that was the hub of the town and everyone's like at all the sporting events football's like friday night lights and and everything you know and and um we had a really good team and for two years in a row we were ranked in the top one or two in the state in our classification we won over 30 something games both seasons went like 32 and two, 34 and two or something like that. And, and, um, and, but we didn't win the state championship. We got beat, you know, in, in the playoffs in the regional rounds and things like that. Like, um, and I would say that like, looking back on that, like all that success, winning, winning holiday tournaments, winning in the regional tournament, winning district championships, like that wasn't celebrated enough. You know what I mean? Like that journey was sort of like how, how, how much fun we had playing together and how good we actually were kind of got lost in the story of like, well, we came short of winning the championship. Like it became too focused on that. And the journey, the journey is what should have been better than like the destination, which you might not get to, mm-hmm. you might not get to it. It's not mm-hmm. a guarantee, right? Like we were good mm-hmm. enough to just breaks didn't go our way. But like now the regret decades later for me is to look back at that time and going, I didn't enjoy that enough. My players probably didn't because their parents were like, we're going to win state. This is our year. Come on. You can, you know, like, but like we were really good. And that sort of like got lost. So yeah, keep that in mind that like it's this is supposed to be fun, and we're mm-hmm. supposed to celebrate high high moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talk so many times about how the imp- relationships are important, and 
And then if the wins don't happen, you still have the relationships. And I think it's just giving the perspective of like what actually matters and why we're actually in it, the coaching and, and whatnot. So having the right perspective, I think definitely helps with that whole mentality. Yeah. Before we wrap things up, if you're wanting to increase your revenue for your program or improve the fan experience at your sporting events, or maybe it's just time to replace those old scoreboards that you have, Sideline Interactive is here to help. They're the leading manufacturer of scoring tables and video display boards for high schools and colleges around the country. To find out more about Sideline Interactive, visit sidelineinteractive.com. Randy, I saw this last week, only just a couple of days ago, you had a uh, web clinic. Is there anything else coming up? with your radius athletics program uh, in the either a, a newsletter or clinic that maybe you have coming up or anything like that you know right now like we really kind of go into season mode so mm -hmm. so kind of like there's just Meeting not with good, coaches. good good nights to do that sort of thing after once everyone starts playing um so right now and that's that's another piece of advice that i would give to to the to the first year head coach refer uh, would be the season is sacred. The season is sacred. My, this is it. Like we're, we, 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 we've got our focus around that. So, you know, I really don't have anything like that planned. If I do, it'll be impromptu and, and, and sort of like, but like right now with the coaches that I serve, uh, we're, we go into season mode and it's about games and looking at film and, and trying to, trying to find identified places for growth. Uh, we do kind of have like a stats four factors analytics project that mm -hmm. sort of stays ongoing through the season that, uh, you know, is also just a barometer of our play and where we need to go and where we need to get better. So, yeah, during the season, I kind of go into a hole with my coaches, you know, and, and 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 that's that's where we'll be for the next few months. Sweet. If you're interested in that, visit RadiusAthletics.com. Randy does an awesome job with his coaches appreciate all those who joined us this week if you missed any part of the live show you can go back and watch that on radius athletics youtube page just simply search hoops forum on youtube or you can go and listen to the podcast form of that by searching a quick timeout podcast on any podcast platform there you'll find the audio version of the show thanks for tuning in this week we'll talk to you again next week on hoops forum